0: How, you, how was what? you guys' weekend? So Good, man. Good, good. I, I like how the Raiders are on the clock now <laughs> for the 2022 NFL draft.
1: You already looking ahead, man? Hater.
0: Hey, hey hater. sir. What's going on? This is another edition of the CYJ Podcast. Gentlemen, Josh Yanko. What's up, guys?
1: What did it do? Charlie, Josh, how was y'all's weekend? What
2: up? What up?
0: It was a draft, bro, so it was good.
1: We we have met more
0: this last couple of days than we ever have. Yeah, man. <laughs> no joke. It almost felt like we were kind of together, even though it was all through Zoom.
2: That's true. We are together in spirit, I, I want to start. Well, well, not,
0: the... not you, bro. Not you. You were you were gone. It was uh. It was more. I was a... doing
2: more important things.
1: Facts. You were Thursday. Facts. You, were. you were. I do want to send a shout out to all the guys that uh, logged in during the draft. Uh, shout yes, out to sir. Healthy Dynamic, a.k.a. Freddy, Bo, Diego momentarily, uh, Mr. Juan Padilla, although he was a little bit of a heartfelt moment. You know, he was kind of teetering between the brink of insanity or not uh, with all the Aaron Rodgers uh, rumors mm-hmm. flying around and continued during the weekend, I might
0: add. Isn't that worst? The agony that you just you thought it was going to be done in one night and sorry, bro. Not the case. I think, if anything, it would have been
2: better if it would have been done on draft day that we just rip off I, the band aid and we're good.
0: Not only that, we discussed how much the benefit would have come from getting actual compensation at the moment. We'll get, we'll, get, we'll get into it, but the, know, I don't know. the amount
1: of just the draft in itself, Let's you know hypothetically, if a transaction happens that includes Aaron Rodgers, this whole draft from top to
0: bottom looks completely different. Hey, bro, I'll put it to you this way the draft would look completely pointless if Aaron Rodgers would have been traded. Like, nothing else would have mattered in that draft. It would have just been. And the next pick was, but anyway, let's get back to Aaron Rodgers with that objective, And that's what the whole draft would have come. Oh, for sure. So, in a way, it was good for us normal fans that weren't uh, following the Packers. But good stuff. Yanko, just just so the listeners know um, what might happen throughout the throughout the show in case you happen to fall off the transmission here
1: so yes uh living in dfw uh, i know most of our listeners are in el paso i was just telling the guys before we went on air we've probably had more inches of rain these last couple of days than what el paso gets yearly uh and today Max. is n- and is no uh, short of an exception uh, we're under a thunderstorm Severe thunderstorm potential tornado warning. So if I cut off or if I sound a little weird, it's because Mother Nature is uh, not wanting Yanko on the Cyj podcast. But which I'm going to try my best. Re-
0: which makes me rethink why you're recording it. It's not me. But anyway, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we did it during the
0: draft. You can true. do it. Do you can do it again. That's true. That's true. Um, I gotta say, I've never spoken to Yanko for so many hours consecutively. That was intense.
1: That it was you guys, exhausting. You guys bonded man. really well. It was exhausting. I when we got off bro. air on Thursday, my mind was mush. I all I wanted to do was go to sleep, mm-hmm. reset, and then, you know, kind of just and not that it was I, I loved the process. I loved what had happened. I loved what we did. But to think that there's dudes and there it's I think it's there's a fitness level to things, but there's also a mentality level, right? A mental fitness. Uh, that goes into so the guys that get paid to do this, they're on a whole different ball game. Uh, I earned a complete different respect for that, but I enjoyed it. I had fun hearing different takes and uh, bonding with Charlie. And
0: Yanko, you give yourself a little more credit because think about it. Those guys do that for a living. You and me had to go to work Thursday morning and do a podcast later at night and act like professionals. So just saying. And then still, saying.
1: Function, still function the next <laughs> <Still> morning. <function.
0: laughs> oh my God. My 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 dad was like, so what'd you think of the draft? I was like, bro, go listen to the podcast. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, um, good stuff, good stuff. So, all right, guys. So obviously, we're still technically in draft mode. Uh, Thursday was a lot more emotion speaking. Right now is a little bit more. Let's settle down and let's talk about what actually happened on Thursday. Before we jump into anything, the elephant in the room. We already talked about it, but let's really dive deep. Aaron Rodgers. Guys, what the hell is going on with Aaron Rodgers? He wants the GM fired. No, he doesn't want the GM fired. Uh, He wants to be gone. He's going to retire. He's actually not going to retire. First of all, what's your early thoughts on this whole mess that's happening in Green Bay?
2: Uh, I guess what, to me, it goes back to one thing more than anything, and, and it's the elephant in the room in regards to Jordan Love. Uh, I think that's what shim- shipped, or not shipped, sank the Aaron Rodgers Titanic ship. Uh, He wasn't pretty much, uh he questioned it, right? If nobody gave him the heads up, they were going to draft the quarterback. And I think it's in the way that they drafted the quarterback because they didn't have a first round pick and they drafted back to get this dude, nothing against Jordan Love, but um Aaron Perrin. If they would have probably told him, hey, just a heads up, you're still our guy. You guided us to an NFC championship game. We still believe in you, but we're thinking the future. And just as a heads up, we're going to draft this quarterback. Now, if it would be any other quarterback, I would say, okay, fine, get over it. But this is your franchise, dude, right? This is the head of the franchise, and it's Aaron Rodgers. So I think that's what started it all. Uh, lack of communication and then for the longest time we've been always said they don't surround Aaron Rodgers with a lot of pieces it's hard to get people free agents to get to Green Bay right but I think at the end of the day I think that's kind of what started everything and then it's so funny now you start to see like little little stories like come out you know uh and hey man he's a superstar you take care of him simple as that right you you cater to him and and that's that
0: and you said it, dude, because because uh, Tampa Bay uh, reporter just came out. One of the you know like the, the local Tampa Bay reporters, apparently, apparently, Jesus. Um, if you if you all remember, in the second round, Kyle Trask was actually picked up by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, reports were saying that they actually considered taking him with the thirty second pick. But one mm-hmm. of the interesting notes was that Bruce Arians actually sat down with Tom Brady before the draft, and they let him know, hey, we're gonna go this route. We're gonna get this guy if we can. FYI, doesn't mean any – we don't believe in you. You stay here as long as you want, but we're going to go this route just for the future. That's all that needed to happen with Green Bay. That was it, and right now this whole situation would be happening. They
2: just blew up.
0: They blew it up. Just they blew up. it up. And, now it's like and then it's a little
2: crazy. that You tell the GM or the GM is like talking, right? And they're like, well, we're 100% committed to Aaron Rodgers and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, if you were committed to Rodgers, you would have given him a heads up. You wouldn't have drafted a, a quarterback that does nothing for you that year, you wasted basically a first round pick. And if you're thinking the future, it's fine, but let him know what's going on. Right. And not only that, but this guy cannot contribute. And then you don't even know if, if the, if the Packers for whatever reason do manage to just kind of, you know, uh, kind of move off from Aaron Rodgers, you don't know if Jordan Love can play because they're not allowing reporters in practice. Obviously last year was COVID. There was no preseason, so you're in a bind. Has there,
0: been, has there been so much uncertainty for a quarterback after? I, I get it at the beginning, but this has been now mm. a year since he's been in the facilities. I absolutely mm. have never even seen tape of him in, in the Green Bay uniform because if you remember, there wasn't even preseason. So we haven't even been able to see anything. We don't even know if he sucks. We don't know if right. he's good. We don't know anything. And right. to me, the, the fact that the Packers are so hesitant to just ship him out,
2: I think that's that. that, I think that spells right that that spells what Jordan Love is. It's so crazy how uh, they were saying this story and and nothing, nothing with kind of similar in a way, right? So when Alex Smith, uh, Andy Reid gave him the heads up, hey, we're going to go get Mahomes, a little bit different circumstances. They moved up. Um, I think they took him with a 10th, so it's a little higher. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Kelsey and Hill later, right? They just took it and they're like, okay, cool. They say that in training camp or in practices. They knew this, this kid's gonna be legit. He, he's a little raw, but so none of the okay. That, that's Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not comparing Jordan Love with Patrick Mahomes, but I think you know, right? You know, if the dude is like legit, or at least you know. exactly. Uh, you know, he might, he, he might still need a couple of tweaks here and there, but dude, it's a first round pick. Mm-hmm. What
0: well, do you think you know about nothing? If, if you think about it, would would the Chiefs let's just imagine the situation and imagine. Mahomes was love if if they would have seen what you're saying, you know, and that's the circumstances and they were seeing the talent, the amazing talent. They would have shipped off Rogers a long time ago, no matter what you would have said. I'm playing love no matter what. Even Rogers wants to say this is why we did it. So this does make you start asking yourself. And another factor has to be that Green Bay obviously doesn't want to see him leave and then win a Super Bowl next year. That would be absolutely crazy. But I'm, I'm not. I don't know. This is this is nuts. Yanko, you've been a little quiet, but I don't know if you're quiet on purpose or if you want to chip in.
1: I have a lot of data. Like, I have, like, fact vomit right now. Just Ooh. about the whole situation. Let's go, bro. So, I'm going to start with listing the Green Bay Packers starting quarterbacks. All right? Starting in exactly. 1950, Tobin wrote, six years. Who's that guy? Who knows? No idea. 56 to 71. Bart Starr. All right. Mm -hmm. We had some middle gap between him and a guy we know, Don Majkowski, 87 through 92. That means between 71 and 87, there was a bunch of in betweeners. Now, here's where it gets interesting. From 92 to 2007, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. 2008 to now, Aaron Rodgers. Yes. What am I trying to say? is that the consistency at the quarterback position in Green Bay has been there. We've known of some of the backups, right? Matt Flynn, Scott and Brett Hundley. And then now, you know, most relevant is uh, love.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The thing is, guys, is if and when, and a big if, the Green Bay Packers as an organization continues their success with providing a starting quarterback and giving them tenure, Love is the heir apparent. However, it doesn't mean that, and I haven't read anything about this. This is a complete hot take on my part. It doesn't mean that Aaron has been cool with love, right? I would imagine, just like you mentioned earlier, you get persuariants and then they say, hey, Tom, this is where we're going. This might happen. Cool. Communication being key. And I think that's the thing that's one of the failing pieces that's going on with Aaron. If it's Aaron saying he's not getting communicated to, if it's Aaron saying I want more uh, decision-making and what goes on in this organization, at least while I'm still here. And side note, I think he has the right to do that because he's been nothing but spectacular for the Green Bay Packers. If you remove Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay, Green Bay stock in winning, in success, and everything else completely drops. However, with Brady and Trask being there, Trask is going to learn from the GOAT. Mm-hmm. Would you say that aside from Mahomes, that Aaron would be considered also maybe a, a little mini GOAT, or at least in the same conversation? Heck yeah. I would say so. So what? how much more benefit does Love get from A, a good relationship between the Packers and Rodgers, and B, from a personal level to learn from one of the greatest guys. But then there's actions that the Packers front office is doing that to me is like, man, and again, media, what we read, what we don't read, take it with a grain of salt, right? The Packers released Jake Camaro a day after Rodgers publicly praised the receiver for being a good player, right? So he goes out and says, I like this guy. This is a good guy. They cut him the next day. Do you not consult with your quarterback about the guys he's throwing to? Mm. I mean, he must see something. We talked about it during the draft episode, the the special draft episode. If you haven't learned if you haven't heard it, uh, and you have about four hours to kill, go go ahead and, and check it out. However, he makes MVS relevant, Lazard, Tanyan, and then well, Adams. I mean, he's a superstar at wide receiver. I would say top ten in the league, maybe even top five. At wide receiver.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If the if your quarterback is saying this guy is good, I like him. Why would you cut him? Yeah, it makes so no sense. Does that does that further deepen the the differences and the cracks in the foundation in relationship wise between Green Bay and Aaron? Now, Green Bay has been said that they're uh, listed as saying that they're going to dig their heels in and that they're not trading him. Nothing happened during the draft. Nothing. It would have been amazing, you guys touched on it already, for radio hosts, for podcasts, for TV shows, for talking conversations, for it to happen. So much so that Vegas already has, as of, let me check my facts here, as of eight hours ago today, odds on where Aaron Rodgers will play in the next upcoming season. Now, this could be, this could happen, this could not happen, but if you're a betting man, and Vegas doesn't put numbers out to lose money. Absolutely not. Here are the top places. Number one being Green Bay, obviously, right? He'll stay in Green mm-hmm. Bay. Number two, and you guys want to take a guess? I'm going to say Denver. 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 Number three? Raiders. Raiders. Raiders, which blows my mind, but take off my family. I, I,
0: I want to talk about that in a bit, by the way. The Raiders okay. particularly on that. Number four, the Saints. You can see that?
1: I yep. can see that. Can Number see that. five.
0: possible. Number, I agree that it's impossible to, but yeah.
1: Number five, the Panthers. And then the numbers start getting skewed
0: a little bit more. But in the top. Tanko, real quick, I have a question on that list. How, and I'm not trying to be homer, I'm just wondering, how far down are the Niners? On that's that? what,
1: exactly where I was going. So, Okay, cool. Number eight on this list, the Niners. Number 10, the Browns. And the farthest it goes is number twelve. You guys want to guess? The
2: Cowboys,
1: New England. Think about that. New England.
2: That would be scary.
1: That would be very would be scary. Very you know who's number? You know who's tied at ten with the Patriots, according to Las Vegas. Complete other complete. I mean, out of left field, the Houston Texans, according to Vegas. OK, it's sprinkled in between there, the Seahawks, the <laughs> hey, Washington Yanko, football team, the Dolphins.
0: How Houston Texans would it be that they trade uh, Bre- uh, Rodgers okay. to, so, to, to the Texans and then the all the charges are dropped?
2: My question to you guys, and, and not to get off topic or to allude to any point you're trying to make, Yanko. If if, if uh, you were a betting man and, and you had to buckle down right now, where do you say – is the favorite or the more probable landing spot if he is traded. Okay. So exclude green Bay. If he is traded, where does Rogers land? Raiders, Denver.
0: Raiders. I very well,
1: I, Here. I have my reasons, but go Charlie.
0: The, the reasons why I think the Raiders just make absolute sense. You, green Bay is a good organization. You just mentioned, they have to have a good quarterback foundation. So if you're Denver, as much as you can offer three first round picks, I'll give you two seconds and I'll give you Von Miller or I'll give you Sutton or I'll give you whatever name your player Chubb Bradley Chubb for all I care. The moment Aaron Rodgers joins the Broncos, those first round picks no longer have any value. If you ask me, they're absolutely no value. They're going to be in the low or maybe low twenties, high twenties. So it just doesn't make sense for me in that sense. The reason I think the Raiders is they have an asset that they can give to the Packers that, You know, we kind of take for granted. Why? Because the media tends to forget Derek Carr all the time. Derek Carr is good. Remember, can you guys remind me where Derek Carr came out of? Fresno State. Who also came out of Fresno State? Devontae Adams. So to me, that you immediately have an amazing combo there. So you bring bring Derek Carr in. Maybe you trade two first-round picks for him. So even though those first-round picks aren't going to have as much value, you still have a quarterback that you can build. Because if you ask me, the Green Bay team itself is pretty darn good still. Why Aaron Rodgers is complaining about everything is yes, they hurt his feelings. But to me, it's like, dude, come on, man. It's 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 you shouldn't be crying over this that much, if you ask me. So if if you're the Packers, you try to you try to realize, first of all, okay, you know, this is a done deal. It's gonna happen. I much rather take a good proven quarterback in the NFL and continue the foundation that I already have. So if I'm the Packers, I'm traded with the Raiders, getting a quarterback in return. And getting a little bit more. What else the Raiders are able to offer in return? I'm not sure. Is there Max Crosby, two first-round picks, and Derek Carr? Maybe. If you're the Raiders, you do that in a heartbeat. But I see that more likely than a Broncos team that doesn't have a quarterback. I mean, what are they going to do? Send Teddy Bridgewater? Send uh, Drew Locke? Now, obviously, this is in consideration that that uh, Mr. Love stinks. To me, if you're making this trade, there is no way on hell you're giving the reins to, to Mr. Love. I, I just I cannot imagine that because if it backfires, you as a general manager will be marked for history. You probably don't get another job ever again
2: as a moron
0: Yes, because you you said this kid is better than Aaron Rodgers. This is our future. So that that's that's the reason I think the Raiders just so, make, more Yanko, I'll, I'll,
2: I'll make a, I guess I'll make my quick take but why do you why do you say uh Yanko, the Broncos?
1: I think it was indicative of the Broncos' mindset when they had a top pick in the draft and this is not to contradict Charlie but to go draft friendly and picks, right? Let's keep I I see the return on investment that you're saying Charlie, right? It's going to be conditional basically based on the result of the 2021 season uh, Mm -hmm. and what they turn around. The thing with me is that I still think that draft value holds itself to any team, being if it's 13 or 26 being placed in the draft. That being said, it was very telling to me that they wanted to stay in the game for Aaron Rodgers because they didn't use a top draft pick. With still some of the top tier, not top tier, but top quarterbacks at the position that they picked at on Thursday, they didn't take them. On the podcast we were talking about, they're taking a yep. the QB. It would make they're sense to take Justin QB. Fields. It yep. was Justin it Fields, sense. yeah, mm-hmm. or even Kyle, even Trask, right? Even Kyle or Mac Trask.
2: Jones. I think Mac Jones Mac was
1: Jones. still there. I mean,
2: there was still. I have, a, I have a take on that, but I'll let you finish. So, to me,
1: they loaded up on defense, right? I think they took Sertain. Mm-hmm. I have my notes up, but yeah, I think they, they took certain, And my it's just complete gut instinct that knowing that you need a quarterback, Teddy isn't your forever, or at least I don't think so, isn't your forever. In the same division where you have Mahomes, where you have Herbert, where you have a liable, dependable Derek Carr, you're going to try to compete with them, and you didn't go get a quarterback to try to be relevant? What if you strike? What if you get the next Justin Herbert? Now you're in an AFC West division where you're going to hold your ground, especially with the defense prior to Sertain, uh yep. being held. So you give up the quarterback, you give up that. And I think, and this is a, a off-the-wimp comment, but I think their salary cap is better than the Raiders one.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, And, and ju- real quick, J- Josh, before you say that, I, I agree with you 100%, Janko, 100%. I, I think the Broncos did everything in their power to leave the terrain ready for this trade to happen. I just don't think the Packers really care who's has the better opportunity, like who made it better for themselves. Correct. But, 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 you know, Odyssey- Oh, John.
2: I think Denver, the reason why I think Denver didn't go quarterback is because John Elway, I, I hate to play, put it in layman's terms, but he sucks. He sucks at drafting quarterbacks. He's gotten so much heat. He's gotten so many error parents since Peyton Manning left this that and the other and how has that worked out for the broncos grant you right now he's the president so he's not the general manager but i think charlie alluded to the point that if it's quarterback related it it goes through john elway's desk stamp of approval so they went with what what vangio is good at defense and 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 that's why they drafted a a cornerback now um i guess the point that i'm going to make and and just before i forget about a rod I think another point that kind of brewed everything wrong is that I don't know if you guys recall, but before they hired Matt LaFleur, the general manager pulled him aside, Rogers aside, and it's been reported. Okay. This is not me making it up. He said, you better not screw it up with this guy. So maybe because of how Aaron Rodgers is, or maybe his persona, because let's be honest from, a, we don't know the guy, but from the persona he kind of gets, he, he's a little arrogant, right? He's he, he looks, he looks like a yeah, little arrogant is. guy, you above know, average and,
0: arrogant, because the majority uh, of the QBs are. Right, of course, you got to be
2: arrogant. But he he looks like he rubs people the wrong way in the organization and people cater to him, and that's fine, right? He's a superstar quarterback, whatever. So I think that also rubbed him the wrong way. Now, where do I go my point from here? If he doesn't play at Green Bay, I in my eyes, it makes total sense, and I hate to say this because it's going to sound very contradicting, but for the Raiders to pull the trigger. Why? Number one thing, um, i told you this yanko and charlie quarterback is not the problem
0: Mm -hmm.
2: defense is the problem they changed defensive coordinator now it's gus bradley they went on heavy to fill some holes in free agency and they addressed some secondary issues in the draft so my thing why you would go with a rod is because two things i know it's going to be probably a headache but history has shown you and and Derek Carr's not really a rookie. He's not really young. He's already a veteran too, because he's been around the league for some time. But John Gruden is successful with older, savvy veteran quarterbacks. Why do I say that? When he when he got Rich Gannon, uh, he was playing at KC. Rich Gannon was a journeyman. He was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then right before he left KC on that one year gap, they went. The, the Chiefs decided to go with Elvis Grbac. I don't know if you guys remember. Elvis Gerbach, and then he he landed in Oakland when John Gruden got the head coaching job. So since then, John Gruden was about, he was an older guy, and he revolutionized his his way of thinking, led him to an MVP, took the Raiders to the Super Bowl, even though John Gruden wasn't there. When he went to the Buccaneers, what did he have? A veteran quarterback, Brad Johnson. And although he had a terrific defense to kind of carry the load, by the time that it came for him to, quote-unquote, develop a quarterback John Gruden sucked at it I don't know why people think that he's such a quarterback guru because he's not him,
0: him and his quarterback camp or whatever because Brian Greasy. a good Greasy. show on ESPN yeah Brian
2: is. Greasy Sean King Bruce Gretkowski Chris Sins Rob Johnson the list goes on and on and on and on and all those quarterbacks were eventually flameouts. and that is my reasoning why I would think A-Rod works with Gruden is so, there going to be a headache yes yeah but it, it it just
1: fits and to add to your so, point yeah to, add to your point josh uh car is in a year he has two years left on his current uh deal right so in 2021 is the second to last year 2022 it's his last year and then 2023 he becomes an uh, uh an unrestricted free agent
0: you know the cap hits on those by any chance
1: yeah so the cap hit in 2021 is
0: 22 million 22.1 it's
1: a
2: bargain right now man that's crazy yep. and so 2022
1: some- is 19.8
0: okay that one that one's better but the funny thing is if uh, i was reading about it that if uh, the packers actually were to trade him away the dead cap for the packers is, is going to be rough regardless but green the, the team that takes him on is only the cap hit's only going to be about 23 24 million so if you kind of compare so like the numbers million. Yeah, I mean Carr Rogers for two million dollars. I don't more? know if it was in the
2: herd he said that. I think uh, he went into detail with regarding his contract, but I think if if he's traded after June first, the cap hits a little bit friendly earth because then it splits.
0: Yes. So yes. the team
2: that is getting the, the player is not gonna have to pay him all that. and Green Bay is gonna inherit most of the debt the dead money. So that's why you... that's why I feel it's win-win. go ahead and go.
0: Ahead, go
1: ahead, but do you guys not think no. that Aaron Rodgers has earned the stripes to say? Because I don't think he hasn't been like this his whole career. He hasn't been a pain in the butt to the front office his whole career. It's almost like, okay, I sat behind Brett. I learned from Brett. You gave me the reins in 08. I went and got a Super Bowl. I mean, him and the team, right? He went and got a Super Bowl. He's be, He's been an MVP. He's been He's kept the Packers relevant sometimes in years without a defense and only one calf. But fact of the matter is, is that I feel like, not that he's entitled, but he's not some Joe Schmo asking the front office for things when there's other quarterbacks in the league that get away with more for less.
0: Yep. Yep. Completely agree. I so think hot it's take, fair. Who's, who's, who's going to be, who is going to have Aaron Rodgers week one of the 2021 NFL season? Green Bay. You, you had to decide right now. Green Bay. Josh?
2: Green Bay. Yeah. I don't think they have the, excuse my French, the testicular fortitude to trade Aaron Rodgers. Nah. I really don't. Yeah.
1: Other teams they do. Don't. And quick yeah. note, rumor that came out during this year's draft, it was that the Packers last year tried to trade up for Justin Tef- Justin Jefferson. Yeah. All right.
2: <laughs> so the that, GM
1: yeah. also targeted wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. And if we remember Jefferson went 22nd to the Vikings. Ayuk went 25th to the Niners. Thus, the Packers just missing on either receiver. And if any of those receivers is with Green Bay now, Ooh. it's it's a different story.
0: I don't think Brady gets another ring. I I really don't because the, the Packers, I mean, part of it was defense. We already talked about it. And we're not going to open up a can of worms in, in that sense, but that's simple. But isn't it funny, though, because the Niners traded up to get Ayuk. The Packers could have done the same thing. All they needed to do was outbid the Niners. That was it. And they didn't give up the world. I think they gave up like a third or a, or a fourth just to move up a couple spots. Wasn't rumors, it worth it?
1: Rumors will be rumors. Or did you guys see that video of, uh, I forget which GM during the draft, and he's on the phone. And then he uh, he's on the phone with someone like the office phone, and his cell phone rings, and he goes, oh, wait, I think I'm getting a better offer. And he hangs up on a team and gets the cell phone and starts talking to that team. That's like worse than drafting. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I I'll find the video eventually and share it. But fact of the matter is I still think that a, that could happen or B that there were teams that Green Bay did call, but they're like, nah,
0: we don't want to trade with you, you're willing willing to, you're willing to take less maybe for, for the fact that Rogers won't get this toy i don't i don't i don't
2: i don't think that man i think green bay is super conservative super cons- it's very similar to cincinnati they're never aggressive in free agency they're never aggressive in the draft and the one stupid thing that they do to be aggressive is go get jordan love really
0: well historically really? speaking, and especially with what yanko's given us the data that's what they do so it kind of makes sense but anyway so that that's the rogers discussion that has, it had basically, it affected the draft in no way, nothing at all. There was, there was a lot of talk and then the draft actually came and, and went and Rogers continues to be conversation, but let's talk about the draft a little, and obviously every draft comes, we can go back 30 years and every draft will have which quarterback will be the best of the bunch. And in this quarterback, we had five quarterbacks drafted in the first round. For the first time in history, the record was four. This time it was five. There was there was uh, mentions that Trask was tempted to go number six to the Bucks. That didn't happen. So my question to you guys, as we as we kind of break down this draft a little, right off the bat, right now, who's in the best quarterback situation? If I ask you guys, Lawrence Wilson, Lance Fields, or Mac Jones? And I just said him in that order because that's how they were drafted.
1: So you mean like who is the is going to be the best quarterback or just overall who's going to have a better career? Well, like let's, ideal let's,
2: situation let's, let's, to start let's off break, with, perhaps. Let's break,
0: it, let's break it in parts, and we have time to expand because it's the draft. So let's let's start off with right now. Let's imagine week one starts tomorrow. Who who has the better season by week seventeen?
1: I'm going to say mm. trade Lance
2: based on the system.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. You, Josh?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we're just basing ourselves on quarterback, just quarterback, right? Not, not the other players, court- but we're, I, we're I talking say, about. I would
0: say right now. Overall. Yeah, basically, he was put into this situation and with his abilities. That's what I'm saying right now. So so like with Lance, I'll, and I'll give you a chance just to expand, Jinko, because maybe you're not aware 100%. I don't think Lance is going to start. I really do not think Lance starts. I just don't see it. So I don't know if that makes you reconsider or if you think he's actually going to beat Jimmy Garoppolo in, well, the, in the in the starting battle.
1: I looked at it as based on, I didn't look at it if they're starting. I looked at it as, and I should have answered your question better, system, right? Okay. Uh, Jacksonville, you've got a new coach with a rookie quarterback. New York Jets, new coach, rookie quarterback. Uh, what's the other one? Chicago. Man, that's just a dumpster fire, and I don't think they'll start him. Not that, not that they'll start him. I, uh, let me retract that. It's just a bet, a worse system. Maybe Mac Jones in New England, but that's a hard system to learn. So, system wise, I think if if all of them started, San gotcha. Francisco. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: But, but are you talking just quarterback, Charlie, or are you talking like just draft, like players? No, 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 quarterback. We're talking oh, all quarterback. quarterback.
0: Yeah, quarterback. I man, got basically.
2: you. Yeah, quarterback. I got you. see, if,
0: if if you ask me. I believe it or not, as much as I've crapped on the Bears the entire last few weeks, I think Justin Fields is primed to have the best season of all five. Why? It, think, about, think about the hot seat that these coaches are in. There is no way on earth Dalton is starting week one. There is no way because this, even though this gave the, the, the coach and GM a chance to build upon the future, I, I really like, I, I keep forgetting this guy's uh, name. Nagy. Justin or, Fields. Oh, the, no, coach, no, the, 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 the coach. coach. Yeah, Mr. Nagy. Nagy. I, I think he has a very creative offensive mind. And remember, Mr. Robinson's there. Uh, this kid, uh, Montgomery, which to this day I will still continue to regret in fantasy football. Uh, Montgomery is there. Thank you, Yanku. Thank you very much. Uh, they have a good offense. And now, as much as we've crapped on them on a lot of the stuff they were doing, he landed on their on their on their lap. So to me, it's make or break. He could absolutely be a bust and be terrible because they could screw it up. But I feel they could do a lot of pretty interesting things. And, and if Rodgers ultimately ends up leaving Green Bay, my God, would it be crazy to say that the Bears could even win their division?
1: So no. you think out of all of those guys, he's he's the starter day one upcoming season?
0: I, him, him, Lawrence, and Wilson are starters, no, no joke, like for sure. But I, Fields, I think... Because of what's around him, I think is is the best for sure this season. I'm not saying long term, but this season, I think so. Got
2: it. I, I I I hate to damn to agree with you, Charlie. Again, damn it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think no, Chicago. Chicago has the uh, sh- out of all those coaches, and I'm not I'm not plugging in Trey Lance because Trey Lance not going to start. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start. If it's for the future, then Trey Lance, because he's going to learn. And, you you know, who knows? Maybe he wows these guys in training camp and he starts. I I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But I think just Nagy's – I think of it like this. Nagy did make playoffs twice with Mitchell Trubisky. Twice with Mitchell Trubisky with A-Rod being in the division. So what does that tell you? All the points you just made, Charlie. Uh, I think Nagy Nagy is very innovative. He's he has a great offensive mind, and now it's going to expand perhaps his playbook. If Justin Fields grasped uh, what what he's taught and he really gets it, he's a big dude. He's got a strong arm. He's mobile. Going to work. Yep. And there are my dogs.
0: Oh, those are yours. I wasn't sure if it was you or <laughs> Yeah, there. I know. I know it wasn't Juan so
2: they're pretty, pretty upset sure. at the take i just gave the bears but uh I, yeah I, I, I would say justin feels make it a full three man
1: i mean because it, it it makes sense and it's not to be uh accepting and not trying to stir anything up in regards to trying to make it an interesting podcast i'm sure down this or this own episode we're going to be able to do that however the fact of the matter is, is if you just apply any football logic And just look at what's on paper and what the stand is now for each team, quarterback-wise. Yeah, that one makes the most sense. And what a saving grace for Nagy. Heck
0: yes, man. If this
1: doesn't happen, I firmly believe, and I think it was Josh that said it uh, earlier this year, Nagy's on the hot seat. This at least buys him another two years. And this year and next year. It has
2: to.
0: It has to. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying?
2: That's so funny, right? We knew that the Bears needed quarterback. But we never envisioned them moving up the way that they did, and giving up what they gave up. Because if you really think about it, it wasn't all that bad. No, they didn't market completely the future. If they would have gotten
0: just, if you would have told me they're drafting Justin Fields, I would have said, "Oh, they for sure gave up two first round picks to go up to number four. I mean, that's what I would have thought. You know, that's the only possible. And maybe
2: I'm not going to go crazy here, but maybe what kind of had that trickle effect is the fact that Dallas traded out with Philadelphia. That never happens. Right. Not to say Philadelphia were taking the quarterback, but, but that was a domino effect per se, no? Yeah. That kind of landed. Um, well, I, if, I tell if, you if, what though, and, and maybe this is a hot take, but to me, the quarterback in the worst situation, unfortunately, is Zach Wilson. That, so that's, that's where I
0: was. Me. So I'm glad you brought that up, Josh, because I was, I was going to flip the question. Let's, let's look at it. You are now five years from now, exactly five years from today. So you are exactly five years from this exact moment. Who is going to ultimately be? You're, you're going to look back and say, oh, that guy's a bus. That guy was a bus. Why the hell did they draft him? And I don't want you to say anybody in the second round, third round, no. in the top hmm. five quarterbacks, who are we going to say? What? Dude, do you remember when they drafted? And you? so fill in the blank. Who's that Zach guy? Zach Wilson.
2: So, Zach, exactly. I think it's, he's just in a very bad situation. It's nothing against the GM, it's nothing against Salah. He was a great hire. Uh, that's just a, a dumpster fire, man. That's that's a tough situation. You're going to New York, the tough media. It's that I think the media in itself would just grind the crap out of the quarterback. Uh, I, I don't know the dude, maybe he has a strong character, he has a strong head and shoulders. He's willing to learn. He's going to put in the the time, but I just think that. And then not only that, the dude, you have to play Belichick twice. You're going to have to play also. Uh, what is this guy? Uh, Bills. Josh Allen. Bills. I forgot. No, I forgot the name of the the head coach of the Bills. Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott twice. You're going to play Brian Forrest twice, dude. That's a. <laughs> That's not easy, man. That, that's it's that's tough. a tough division, bro. The it's Dolphins tough. hit on their hire. The Bills are, are are you know are prowling, and you still have Belichick that won't go away. So that's a tough. Me, I'm not questioning the dude's abilities. It just it, it just um, it, it, it's really I guess what I could say how how did Zach Wilson how, how did he how did he write the draft last year? I, I it was very crystal clear there was two quarterbacks that were going to be taken no matter what. It was Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Nobody was talking about Mac Jones. Nobody was talking about Trey Lance. Maybe Trey Lance because of Lance his potential, right? Yeah, there was a little bit. But one and two, Trevor. Trevor and, and Justin Fields. And all of a sudden, this dude just comes out of nowhere. And even his statute as a quarterback, he's kind of small, you know? I'm not saying that that's the only thing that now we have a different perspective, right, on on quarterback. but. I don't know, man. I I think he just has it stacked against them. I wish the kid well, and I wish the fans well, but.
1: I disagree. I think that Bill Belichick and his cute little dog made a bad pick in Mac Jones. Hear me out. Hear me out. Bill Belichick has had Tom Brady for a ton of years. All right. He went and got Cam Newton maybe because it was slim pickings last offseason. And he thought maybe his offensive coordinator, what's his name? Uh... McDaniels. Yes, Josh McDaniels can pull a rabbit out of an offensive book hat and make it work. Despite whatever Cam Newton's personality is, obviously that didn't work. Let's go get Mac Jones. He literally looks like Tom Brady when they both got drafted without a (laughs) shirt on. Fact of the matter is, is that Bill Belichick is used to success. My personal take is that he's going to burn that kid out. He's going to expect a lot of him. Remember, they drafted, or did, uh, was his name, Mallet? Didn't they have Mallet on the team? And he was supposed to be like... Yeah, he was. Air apparent. Not air apparent, but kind of be molded by Tom. Where is he at now? He even looked like him. Yes. Yes. Mac Jones was surrounded by and it, it, you saw it in the first round. How much first round talent at Alabama, in a system at Alabama? Do you guys remember AJ McCarron?
0: I remember, don't? but he's he sucks.
1: Alabama quarterback. All right. Now you've got this guy. You've got Jalen, Tua in the league. Which okay, but would it be far fetched to think that Tua and Jalen are far more athletic? than Matt Jones and on this podcast we've talked about right your system quarterback and your athletic quarterback and you can cater to and I'm not saying that Bill and Josh can't do that but Josh almost left once and then he backed out of Indianapolis my hot take Matt Jones great guy maybe if I saw him in person he'd be a good guy to have on the podcast and socialize with but Bill's expectations Bill's just overall aura is very empowering. I read today jokingly, but where there's smoke, there's fire. Tom Brady said, Oh, Julian Edelman's retiring because he didn't have the goalie to tell bill that he wanted to come to Tampa, just like I did. Tom's already out of Tampa and he's still making comments along those lines where you know that bill is the one that carries the bag in that organization. For sure. For sure. Jimmy might've been an exception, right? And getting rid of Jimmy might have been an exception, but at least the expectation, the complex system and the surrounding that Mac Jones is coming into, that's that's, I think, a bigger shoe to fill than what the New York Jets fan base and expectation is in comparison to Zach Wilson. Now, Zach Wilson, if you put him on paper and you ask someone on the random street, hey. Who's Zach Wilson and who's Sam Darnold? They might confuse each other too because they kind of look alike, also. Yeah, I could see that. But, I, man, Mac Jones. I don't want to be a hater, but that's that's hard.
0: So it's it's tough because for for the first time for me in a long time, if I had to go with one, like I don't want, I, I I would be between Wilson and Lance. To be honest, when, Lance because of the pressure that he's coming into because everyone is saying it's such a perfect fit with Kyle Shanahan. Everything is so perfect that there's a lot of pressure for a young kid, especially a kid who's never played real football other than division two. The reason I don't like Mac Jones is because I don't think he's going to ultimately be a bust. I think he'll be around in the NFL for 10 to 15 years and not have a great career, but not have a bad one. You know, just be a, a Jake DeLome kind of player be uh, what was that kid for the from the Jets that was pretty good uh back in the early two thousands, middle two thousands? Chad Pennington. Thank you. Yeah, Chad Pennington. You know, respectable careers, but nothing too out of the ordinary. So I, I just don't think he'll ever be crappy enough that he'll just be out of the end. Well, you'll think like, damn Ryan Leaf, damn Demarcus Russell. I don't think everyone is expecting so much. That that that's that's my take on that one. So I if I'm just to not talk about the Niners, I would say Wilson is the same. I would just kind of go with that Veranda, just because of the circumstances around him as it was mentioned. Who's who's he going to throw to? Who, who's who's going to protect him? I know they drafted a guard as well. Salah's going to help a lot on the defense, but yeah.
2: You're I, asked I, you're basically asked to be the savior of a yeah. dumpster fire of a franchise. Yep. And you're Which, not putting that we're not I mean, you're not putting that pressure on Mac Jones. But Mac Jones, he's inheriting a much better situation. Oh yeah, right now. Think of it too. Uh, He's got. He actually has. He has a connection with Nick Saban, don't you think? Bill Belichick reached out to Nick Saban and say, "Hey, dude, you're on my coaching tree. What do you What do you think of this guy, really?" And and, and, you know, if you you want to be
0: honest, Josh, I personally, and this might be a craziest take ever, but in, I'll take Mac Jones over to I I really I really do. There's 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 a difference. I think we've overvalued the ability of mobile quarterbacks. And when me mobile is just running quarterbacks and we've devalued a little bit of a guy that can throw the ball and swing it around and just make smart decisions. Am I saying Mac Jones is going to be a top 10 quarterback? No, 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 not at all. But does Tom, does Bill Belichick even need a top 10
2: quarterback? I don't think. He and, does. And, and you know what? I think also where he landed at 15, the Patriots gave zero.
0: Yeah. And that's to, get Mac Jones. to, to me, I would almost even say that, that might be the steal of the draft. Not because it's an amazing pick, but they didn't have to give up anything. And they needed a quarterback. Yes. Like,
2: they, they needed some kind of heir apparent. You know, we, uh, let, let's be real. We know Cam is not the answer. Okay. Hey, Cam tried. is serviceable. Now, to allude to Yanko's point, the Patriots went 7-9 and nine with Cam Newton. <laughs> and two games, they could have won if he wouldn't have fumbled. So you can so at they least went 7-9 in,
0: in spite of Cam Newton. In
2: spite of Cam Newton and with all those opt-outs. So I'm not saying free agency is the key. They reloaded everywhere in free agency. Everybody's coming back. You're going to implement your system. The Patriots defense is, is not top. Well, they might be top 10, but it's always a disciplined defense, and they're not going to give up any cheap plays. Mm-hmm. So you surround the kid with talent, which you have, and you mold them. I'm not saying he's gonna be a superstar or he's gonna be win six Super Bowls because nobody else is gonna win six straight Super Bowls, or not straight, but six Super Bowls in general, right. not named Tom Brady. So if he gets to the playoffs. Cool. Absolutely. So before we before we hear
0: the long awaited return of the Yanko Yeet, let's talk Hell. about one quick your favorite moment of the draft? What was the one, if you, you had to say that, you know, that moment to me, it, it doesn't have to be it, it just whatever. What was the moment that you, you're going to remember of this draft, whether it was a trade, whether it was a move, whether it was a pick a highlight, let's call it the highlight of the draft. What would be yours? And it, it doesn't have to be anything extraordinary, but what would you take out of this draft?
2: I would say the trend The trend of familiarity with quarterback and receiver or running back. If uh, you roll together, if you were in the same college or you played together, coaches or coaches and GMs are starting to think outside the box. There's a familiarity there. Let's go get so-and-so. In the example of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Tua and Waddle, Hurst and uh, Smith, and then Trevor and uh, Etienne. So there's a familiarity there. day. I've never day. seen
0: that. I've never no, seen so. Many. I don't and remember I that it, either. Yanko brought it up during the during the show on Thursday. And that that's that's pretty crazy. That's um, I like how you said it, Josh. Thinking outside the box because you're immediately bringing chemistry to the table.
2: Between exactly. The two rookies. Especially at like knock- the yeah. most important position, yeah. which is quarterback.
0: And what's one of the knocks on rookies? Many times you come in and you're a little lost and, and you don't know, but you know your guy. You know your guy. You know, regardless of what the coach tells you, you know your 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 receiver that's played with you for the last two years, three years, you know he will get to that spot because you've seen it time and time again. Whereas even a star receiver that might be on your team, you don't have that chemistry. You don't have that connection. So I, I like it. That's a that's a very good point. Do you have any, Yanko?
1: I think there was, uh, to me, A, uh, was what Josh said, you know, the continuity between relationships uh from the collegiate level translating over to the nfl level i don't think we had seen that much and uh one of them uh just to put a a bow on top of josh's comment was uh, there was guys that were drafted this year that played with their quarterback last year or two years ago better said so example the Bengals needed an offensive lineman bad and they got him but with their pick at number five they went and got jamar chase Best bud with Joe Burrow, right? So Jamar Chase, great wide receiver. First round talent, number five. If it isn't for the Bengals, I don't think he gets taken number five. Now, given the Dolphins took a wide receiver also at number six, but it's uh, it's all, you could have alternated that, but continuity for sure. To me, what I liked about the draft was uh, that the Cowboys traded within their own division, which you don't see a lot, ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. Uh, And two, there were some players that were taken that were considered by some reach reaches and Vegas being one of them. But I'll go into that at the yeet. But there were some players that came in that you didn't hear of. There were some players that that came in that not necessarily that you didn't hear of. Obviously, you have the college football fanatics that do hear of everyone. And uh, kudos to the guys that keep up with college football. Because if we struggle with 32 teams, the amount of football. football talent at an FBS level, and then you still have, like, everything else under that uh, is insane. There were a lot of teams that made good choices. I don't think there were a lot of teams that made bad choices. There were some head scratchers for sure. But at the same time, uh, you're always going to have that at in drafts. It was good to see people back at a draft. It was yeah. good to see some normalcy back in the draft. And it wasn't Roger Goodell's basement. The booing of Roger Goodell made it back, and that was, you know, It almost felt like home uh, to a certain degree. But I think we witnessed history, guys. The fact that that many quarterbacks went in the first round, uh, the fact that there was a lot of uh, offensive tackles or offensive lines drafted, I think uh, that has to be some kind of stat that stands out a little bit uh, in the first round. And then defense. This draft was definitely heavy in defense. There was a lot of defensive backs, cornerbacks, safeties that were taken. uh, And from a lot of schools that sometimes you wouldn't, Think too much. One uh, just to close up. One stat that, and we brought it up during the draft uh, special edition podcast show, was that Caleb Farley hadn't played a snap since 2019, November 2019, and he went number 22 to the Titans. Now, are the ti- were were the Titans high on him, or was is this dude really that good that he still gets drafted number one, or not number one, but in the first round, after not playing for over a year not having a football contact not playing full throttle full speed football and he still gets picked that way caleb farley i think if he would have played 2019 he probably goes in 2020 but injury uh i made a little bit of a joke dude looks like a, a off-brand version of bad bunny when he was uh on, oh yeah that was funny in his uh draft room but all in all I think I'm a little uh, attached to this draft because we did it with the podcast its first year. But the Cowboys trading and the Broncos not taking a quarterback, the amount of wide receivers taken and then defensive taken. I didn't. We didn't see any tight ends leave other than Kyle Pitts, which was is, is a stud. And I think uh, Charlie went out and said that, or was it Charlie or Josh, that said that he's basically a future Hall of Famer based on... Oh, Josh. Based on what he's seen, so I'm interested to see that, and then uh, the fall of uh, Jock, right? The linebacker from, Nor- is it Notre Dame? Yep,
0: you saw the report I sent you guys. And the, yeah,
1: so the report was that he had some heart issues. Uh, respect that it didn't come out. You know, I, that's something that if it, if and when it's true, and I don't see why it wouldn't be. It's a delicate issue, and I hope, uh, I hope all the best. When you sent that earlier today, Charlie, I thought of. Uh, the linebacker that the Cowboys have uh, from Smith. Notre Dame, Jalen Smith, that they took a flyer on, total risk because his knee was demolished in the bowl game. Was out a year and then came back, and I think he's been pretty productive. Uh, being that Sean Lee just retired, they've got Van Buren, or no, what's his name? Not Van Buren. Van derish. Van Thank you.
0: Which they just reject their fifth year option with him, by the way, today.
1: Did they? Well, because they yeah. got a stud from Penn State, which Heck, yeah. Both Josh and I agree would have been amazing to see in uh, the black and silver instead of the, black, I mean, the blue and white. But regardless of what that was, uh, that's kind of my take on the long-winded version of the draft. Nice.
0: So I'm just going to go with two, and I'll make them pretty quick. Number one, the Broncos. T- to me, the Broncos are a funny and weird situation. To me, they're either an F in grade or an A+. Plus. A-plus, if they land Aaron Rodgers, the draft that the Denver Broncos had is going to make them an immediate Super Bowl contender if Aaron Rodgers comes. Because they beefed off a defense to get them even better. They had some good other contributions for the rest of the rounds, and they made their team great. Now, if they can't trade for Aaron Rodgers, then they deserve an F. They deserve an F-minus, and they deserve, more than anything, an incomplete for assignment. Because they didn't draft the quarterback, and they had it. And can you imagine them whiffing on Aaron Rodgers, and maybe Justin Fields going on and wins Rookie of the Year? That that's that is gonna that might be the running out of town for John Elway. Believe it or not, that could be an ultimate. This is it. it you not only did you draft terrible quarterbacks, now you whiffed on not drafting the one you should have gotten. So that's my first take on that. My second take, and I, and, and this one, I think it's kudos to the three of us. Uh, It doesn't matter who picked it because I think we were it was taken to there. Oh yeah, guys, number eighteen, Jalen Phillips to the Miami Dolphins in our mock draft one week ago. We got it right, guys. So that was awesome. We were pretty excited when that happened. That was excitement, and that was the highlight of my day, other than getting Justin, uh, Trey Lance, but Jalen Phillips. That was awesome. That
1: was quite. To support your uh, Denver opinion, out of the ten picks that they had in the seven rounds, only two were offensive picks, or yeah, offense pick, yeah. offensive side of the ball picks. A running back in Javante Williams, a good one, yes. uh, from North Carolina, and a wide receiver from Auburn, Seth Williams. Everything else was either cornerback. Uh, oh, sorry, they had an offensive inside offensive lineman, but everything else was linebacker, safety, edge, cornerback.
0: But if, if you think about it, the team that the Broncos have on offense is pretty stacked. They, 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 they already have a really good offense. So you put in a guy like Aaron Rodgers that comes in there, and, and suddenly, not only are they competing for a playoff spot, they're competing for the, a- NFC, the AFC West instantly. If, if they, they are going head-to-head, and I, can, I am excited for the AFC West. So That's what I'm saying. If you're the Raiders, you need to get Rodgers because I don't think Derek Carr has enough to compete in that division with, with Herbert and with, uh, with Mr. Mahomes. The- anyway, that's, that's, those are the quick hot takes on that end. And, and the reason I kind of mentioned the Raiders is because we're about to head into the Yanko Yeet. I know Raiders will be a a topic of discussion during this yeet. So, Mr. Yanko, the floor is yours.
1: Gentlemen, gentlemen, thanks for giving me the floor space for this week's Yanko Yeet. We didn't have one last week because we concentrated in the draft. And so this week, what I'm going to do is kind of just close it off with Yanko's yeet. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, we talked about giving ourselves a challenge about not being too much of a homer. However, I didn't exclude the Yanko Yeet from being a homer. And guys, let's be honest, Josh said it, we said it, Uh, if you're a Raiders fan and you're listening to this, uh, you probably feel the same way, the forums had it, the reactions on social media when the pick was made in the first round said it, Alex Leatherwood, offensive line at number 17, let me start by saying, uh, you shot yourself in the foot by getting rid of your offensive offensive line in the offseason. And then you go and trade up, which many, many had uh, Alex Leatherwood lower on their list with many ranked ahead of him. Like, I don't know, Christian Darrisaw as an example. Or how about the other offensive lineman from Northwestern? Gentlemen, he's not even going to play in the—it's projected. He's not even going to play in the same position he played in in Alabama. And then to top it off, College Game Day had him as a meme connoisseur. This is the best that that we could bring up. Now, if Alex Leatherwood is like Colton Miller, right? Colton Miller was not a super shiny and attractive pick. But Alex Leatherwood, come on, guys. I mean, okay, maybe we get a decent offensive lineman in the second round. Or maybe you trade with, if the Eagles were willing to trade, or the, the Cowboys, they're willing to trade, swinging it up, To get Micah Parsons, to get something that makes sense. We're weak at linebacker. We've said it on this show. The defense needs some help. And then you go and get Alex Leatherwood at the first round pick? Come on, guys. I mean, it was hard. Now, although that was a little bit of the yeet that the Raiders make up a little bit. Yeah. They went and they traded up to get Trayvon Morick from TCU. Safety. One of the needs that we said. So I'm going to pretend fanboy that we picked Trayvon Morick in the first round and that we got Alex Leatherwood in the second round. That makes more sense. That's what it should have happened. I'm going to ignore the rest of it. But it was hard. It's hard because the Raiders have a commitment to excellence except drafting. Now, a little bit of a nugget. If you recall, Khalil Mack came from a little university in New York. Buffalo. What did the Raiders do this year? They went and they're testing the waters again with a very productive, productive pass rusher, last name Kuntz. And you guess where he's from? Buffalo. Yep. So are we trying to maybe reproduce something? Are they trying to reach for a guy that classic Raiders is a character guy that is going to be the answer to The gap and the hole that was left in our hearts when Khalil Mack left and we haven't been able to fill it since he left. Hey, how about Cleveland Farrell? Nope. How about Spaghetti Arms, Max Crosby? Eh, placebo. Anyone between there? No, let's get rid of Arden Key. No, let's get rid of Hurst. No, let's get Solomon Thomas. Let's just trade with across the bay with San Francisco. Fact of the matter is, guys, this Yanko Z was strictly round... First-round heavy emotion. It was hard to see. It was hard to fathom. It was hard to digest. Pro football focus gave the Raiders a C. For their draft grade, I'm going to give them a big, fat F.
0: That's good, man. I mean, that's good that you guys are able to analyze it like that. That's always one of the things that... One of the reasons I agreed to start this podcast with you all was because you guys are good uh, football people. Overall, so Prove it's, not me just, wrong. it's not just, uh you know, oh, yeah, my Raiders. No, no, it's good stuff. So it, it sucks. I, I I, think with the Raiders, one of the things that I would say is with Leatherwood, if you, if you want to go with that guy, that's fine. Go with your guy. But maybe trade down a few spots. See what you can grab out of that.
1: Get some maybe capital get, for grab sure. Grab a third.
0: Grab a second. Dude, teams are willing to give up a second to go up a few spots. If it means they were not going to pick up that player. So that's, that's my take. But here's another thing that I've learned across the years. Our boards, the, the analyst draft boards, are not <laughs> the boards of the general managers. So the guys that we say, oh, my God, they reached, sometimes 90% of those war rooms in NFL teams, they have those players up there. So it could have necessarily been that these analysts are simply the ones that thought that we were reaching. But that's my take on the Raiders in particular. So let's continue talking a little bit about these these players that were drafted. And and I'm going to bring up some questions basically to kind of get our our brains going a little bit more. So I'm going to ask you a few of them, and let's just right off the bat. I'm going to end it up with some awards. But first off, based off of what's been – think about what's been drafted. So make that answer based off of the draft that was done Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Number one, out of the next four teams, which one will make the playoffs – After missing out last year, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys, or the Miami Dolphins?
2: Dallas
1: Cowboys. Which one will get back in the playoffs?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Dolphins. So you guys want to expand? Go ahead and give your reasoning. I'm going, to say that the Dolph- I'm going to say that the Dolphins are a better team, but the Cowboys have a better chance.
2: Cowboys play in a sorry division. Um, there's still a lot of unknowns. They seem to have addressed perhaps the biggest elephant in the room, which was their defense, because Dak wasn't the problem. It was just the defense was terrible. And they were so behind on the game that Dak's stats really didn't matter because he was behind. What was he going to do? Just throw the ball, right? So that's why he had these astronomical numbers. So I would say, because of the situation that they're in and the fact that they did address uh, needs, they may, I obviously had a change in defensive coordinator. Is it going to work? I don't know, but I think it is an upgrade from what they had. Heck yeah. Uh, they already have <laughs> there pieces. That was the coordinator? Exactly right. Um, they addressed them, not necessarily in free agency, but more on the draft. Mm. And they play in a very sorry division. Is there going to be, are are they going to be more competitive? Yes, I do think so. It's not going to be like last year. Uh, But I think the situation is a little bit better for Dallas uh, in regards to.
0: Quick, uh, Josh, just for you, since you think it's Cowboys, over under on nine wins.
2: Over. I could see them going 10 and seven.
0: I could see that too. Remember, guys, I'm glad you mentioned that there's an extra game this year. So, Mm Yanko, you want to expand on your Dolphins? I do.
1: Uh, and not to go uh,
0: completely against the
1: Cowboys fans, am I a Cowboys hater? Only because they're so easy to hate on. But fact of the matter is, and that's my word of the day, guys. I don't know if you guys have noticed, I'm using fact of the matter a lot today. Uh, a you bit. might be a little exacerbated from the word fact of the matter or the term Ooh, fact of the matter later on. Nice. see what I did there? I am gonna open a can of worms with uh, the lack of my uh, vernacular and my intellect.
0: But... Man, the butterfly effect that we caused a few weeks ago now. For
1: sure. Anyway, Miami Dolphins. uh, I don't think there's been too much of a shift in power other than if Aaron Rodgers moves into the AFC. uh, Based on how it ended last year, that there is an extra game this year, and the the draft that we've had so far. Obviously, there's still uh, once OTA starts and a lot of other factors. But I think the Miami Dolphins were... A consistent quarterback away from making the playoffs, even if it was number seven or a better thought of as a wild card. I think they've improved. I think Tua can move up, and I think they're just a more sure thing. Yeah, they're in a tougher division, but outside of that, guys, we're, we're we have to remember that the, someone like the Steelers, who went eleven and zero, barely made the playoffs. The Raiders uh, aren't going to go anywhere. The and I'm just going to go pick by divisions real quick. You've got, you know, where the Colts are. They're probably going to own that. Maybe the Titans. And I'm forgetting the other division in the AFC. But I think that the Dolphins, although they might not win the division, are a strong contender for a wild card. Especially now that there's an extra wild card. For the Cowboys, and this is just because Josh talked about it, I'm really high on the Washington football team. You know, Rivera, Coach Rivera, went out and got, a linebacker winning out stout. And I think that's his forte. I think that's his thing. He does defense. And if anything, you've got Dak who has been out a year. He's going to come back. I think he was putting monster numbers because of the lack of defense. And to say that the the NFC East is a gimme, it probably is in comparison to other divisions. But from the list that you gave me, Miami kind of just stands out because I think they're a stronger wildcard team. Because if you extract the Cowboys from winning their division, I think the NFC is a little bit more competitive for them to get in as a wild card. They have to win their division to get in. And so I'm going to just come full circle on what you asked about the Cowboys winning nine or
0: more. I think they go nine or less. So nines are ceiling. I think Makes nines sense. are ceiling. So, so same question I'm going to ask you, Yanko, is I'm going to tell you over under on the Dolphins, and I'm going to put them at 10.
1: With 17 games, I think they I think they make the, the wild card right at 10 or under.
0: Okay, sounds good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, and I won't expand on it too much, is I'm going to go, for sake of argument, and just to expand a little, and I, I, I can see it happening, I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think getting a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence can immediately change this team's dynamic completely. And they're not in the greatest division. At what point... At what point are we going to realize that Tannehill is okay? He's not, he's, not, he's not bad. I'm not saying he's bad. But he he's helped by a lot from his ground game. At what point is our ground game going to be caught up to? You know, at what point are people going to realize, you know, we can stop Derrick Henry if that's, it's easier said than done? But other than that, what's to say that Carson Wentz doesn't get hurt early in the year? And suddenly the AFC South is completely wide open. The Texans aren't coming in. So maybe a team like Jacksonville, can sneak into the playoffs. You said it really clear. I think through the division is the only way possible. But to me, the Titans, I think, are about to start coming down off that. I think they've hit their ceiling. I think the Titans' ceiling is, is their run game. They depend on Derrick Henry. And there's only two, There's so many 2,000-yard games seasons you can have. Man, imagine a 2,000-yard game. Anyway, there's only, how, there's only so many 2,000-yard seasons you can have. So to me, the Trevor Lawrence-led Jacksonville Jaguars have potential to be quite the dark horse for this upcoming season. So just a, just a quick thought on, on my end. for I like, could see that, too. I yeah. kind
1: of just to add to your point with stats, the last time anyone ran in the 2000-yard club was a Tennessee Titan, Chris Johnson, in 2009. Since awesome then... Season. That was an awesome season. I won a fantasy championship because of him. Uh, since then, his decline started going a little bit down. If it's defenses adjusting. Now, given Chris Johnson and King Henry are completely different running backs, right? However, you have defenses that, to, that adjust. You're one injury away from uh, having a letdown in your season. And... I don't think it's ludicrous to think that the Jacksonville Jaguars could have a little bit of an opening to get in. So I totally agree with you, Charlie.
2: There's always there's a right. huge turnover in playoff teams. Yeah, so, always.
0: And it's it's there, always a guarantee that there's gonna that, there's always going to be new teams going in. Which brings right. me to my next question. To turn it around now, we're going to do the opposite. Which one of these current playoff teams will be outside of the playoffs looking in? Like You can only pick one. Maybe there's more than one. But if you have to go with one that you guarantee it tonight... The Los Angeles Rams, the Cleveland Browns, the Tennessee Titans, or the Indianapolis Colts.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm going to piss a lot of people off, but I'm going to say the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're not even in your team. Boy, in your.
0: Well, stay to the list. We know you don't like the Chiefs. We get that. Program.
2: No. I'll explain why later, but. That's
0: fine. But we know why. You're um,
2: yeah. But for sake of your list. No, that's um... fine. Go
0: ahead, go ahead and go on the Chiefs. Go ahead. and go. I'm just kidding.
2: What was it Browns? What was it Browns?
0: Rams, again. Colts, Rams, Colts, Titans, Browns.
2: Rams, Colts, Titans or Browns. I'll
1: let him simmer on that because his chief's was, answer was real quick. I'm going to go with Titans just because of everything we just mentioned.
0: <laughs> That's One way to say it. Yep. I agree with you, Yanko, 100%. Just The Colts are iffy though. If that Wentz injury history as much giving, as I like You're Wentz, giving Josh ammo. I know, bro. I know. But I'm just, for the sake of what he's thinking, <laughs> as much as I'm a Wentz believer, which I am, he's one injury away from making this Colts. Who's who's the backup? Is Brissett still there? He is. Oh, okay. Well, maybe not. Because Brissett can probably hold the, the reins to get them into the playoffs. But probably not. Josh?
2: Hi, Colts. Oh. <laughs> because of everything you just said right now. Nice. I nice. won't go. I won't expand.
1: Give us all your... Right. your uh... Your Chiefs Chiefs analogy, please.
0: Go for Chiefs, bro. We want to hear.
2: (laughs) Um, I'll expand on this later. That way I give you concrete proof. Maybe a director's cut.
0: All right. I like it. So another, I got three more questions. These are pretty quick. They shouldn't be too too hard. Awards at the end of the year. Right now, who is going to be the offensive rookie of the year? offensive rookie of the year
1: offensive rookie of the year well it ain't Matt Jones <laughs> I think that the, the easy the easy one uh would be Kyle
0: Pitts I say Trevor I think because of fans and because of the way the NFL is and and everything I'm gonna go with alex Leatherwood that's that would be my offensive rookie. Wow, kidding, dude! Nah, Turk.
1: No, wow. you don't.
0: Know <laughs> no, no. Um, here, here's an interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Lawrence, just because of the way the fans. I'll give you guys just a dark horse. It. Okay.
1: I'll give you guys a dark horse, Najee Harris, running back in Pittsburgh.
0: I, I don't. I don't. I don't hate that. I, I don't hate that, and I think Najee Harris has a better chance than Etienne. Because of James Robinson being there in Jacksonville, I think it's going to be a, a two sided monster. Regardless, they won't be as good as Drake and Josh Jacobs. I'll tell you that. They 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 probably won't, bro. They probably <laughs> won't.
2: I think honestly, this is another hot take. Um, just me, but I think Etienne has a better career than Najee Harris.
0: Agreed. That I agree with. I like him as I, I think he's. I just think Najee Harris is one of those. He's a little
2: Lakers too overrated, Robinson. man.
0: I think so too. I, I feel he's going to be really good for about four years. Maybe as we've said it multiple times, for for his first contract, you know, you run him to the ground, and
1: eventually, I think he's just going to break. But how many how many running backs other than Jerry and his enamored self with Zeke live more than the four years and get paid? I mean,
0: look at well, lately, late, lately, lately, it's been happening. It's been happening. Zeke Zeke, already uh, got a second contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. De- Alvin Cook, um, this kid uh, Kamara, it's it's been happening more actually. Uh, uh, Aaron Jones, um, four guys. It, okay, but those are just the ones that come to mind. Just last year, so I, I, that's that's. Now I'm not saying if, if you get four really good years of Najee Harris, heck, I think it's a, it's a steal. Would I pay him again? I, I'm I'm totally against paying a running back after his first contract because I feel you can get another one just as good. And cheaper in the next draft. Who's the anyway. running
1: back in the bay right now,
0: bro? We got us. We got split when we drafted two more running backs. We got Moster. We got Jeffrey Wilson. We drafted these two, uh and we got this guy Galman that was with the Giants. So we're gonna we're gonna have an interesting situation. I saw McKinnon I
1: signed with someone else this with week the too. Chiefs. He signed with the Chiefs. That's why but I remember. You that. know
0: what? I I uh, he he lost a huge step. His those two torn ACLs that he had. Two? To Don't we yeah, only he have two? To? <laughs> he tore his ACL on one knee and then he tore the other one. And then apparently he was like losing the juices. Apparently. Yeah, it was a... Anyway, let's go on to the next one. Najee defensive, Harris. Defensive Rookie of the Year.
1: Ooh, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Man. I think system-wise, because of the setting he's in and the platform he's going to get with the media coverage that this team gets, Micah Parsons has the chance to get really promoted, really put under the, the spotlight, and really pushed out there. Especially now, I didn't know this up until the show, that they didn't re-sign Vanderish or they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Now it's, just, now it's just him and Jalen. He has the opportunity to get that defense and make it his both on the field and off the field.
2: Well, Van Der Esch is still going to be there. They just they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. So he's still under contract for one more year. So they didn't like extend it for the extra right. year. The correct, but it's and indicative of what they're thinking. Well, it's like a, it's like, a, a a, a, like a trial a yeah, year. Like, yeah, okay,
1: if you more, remain Morris healthy.
0: Clayborne, Morris Claiborne went through the same situation precisely with the Cowboys. They didn't, they didn't give him the fifth-year option, and they actually extended him after the year. It's just one of those things where you don't want to overpay because now uh, with the new CBA contract deal that the NFL PA and the NFL uh, came up to before, when you came to terms for the 50 year option, you could actually still cancel it. Now, once you guarantee you, once you opt for the 50 year option, it's automatically guaranteed money. So that's one of the reasons I, I'm going to go with the crazy one. I, uh, I think it's an unexpected one. I'm going to go with Jamin Davis, uh, the Kentucky linebacker for Washington football team, because of what you said, uh, Yanko. I'm actually on the same board as you believing that this Washington football team is going to be. It, it's good. I believe in the team, and in and, and an already awesome defense. You bring in a guy like a linebacker that what is he going to do? He's going to be a tackle machine. He's probably going to get a couple picks here and there. Might get a forced fumble, might get a force of fumble himself. So he's going to stockpile these these uh, stats left and right. And a team that's good. So we, a guy like him, just just maybe not the sexiest thing, but it just it catches my attention.
1: We forget that Chase Young is gonna be one year better. Oh my god. And Washington. Bro. Chase Young is a monster. Watch yes, him to have a big year. Uh just to note with uh the Cowboys defense, remember they're getting a new defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. So they're gonna move to a four-three defense. So it will give an opportunity to Van Der Esch to try to earn another he year. So he has a and chance. He has a chance. And that would
0: yeah. be a stud linebacking core. If they're healthy. If they can
1: stay healthy. Yes. If they can stay healthy. Goodness. And Micah Parsons is the guy that they said he is. Yeah, most yeah.
2: definitely.
0: Absolutely. Um,
2: Josh. I, the sexiest pig is linebacker. Because uh, if you go corner, corner is a... Uh, automatically tied in with with interceptions you have to have interceptions that's the measurable there's a lot of stats that go how many times they throw it but it really comes down to interceptions so i would say any of the linebackers and i unfortunately agree with yanko parsons is probably the sexier pick because he's going to a media that's gonna just put him over the top and it makes more sense but is there other the the kid from uh from Miami uh, they already have a good defense that obviously played in the U uh, yep. the J. one L. that you Phillips. hit on Jalen yeah, yeah. Uh, Pae from the from the Colts because yep. they but have he- a really good defensive line or P whatever the freak his name is. And I think um, that's
0: the key: catching the players that are on good situations, right. what you're not expecting, and they're just gonna they're gonna break it. Yeah, exactly. Because, like you, because if you really think out, about it,
2: Chase Young, Chase Young went on a beast defensive line because of all the high draft picks they had, like two, three kids from Alabama, and then they got Montez Sweat. So, Chase Young was was just going to be another horse in the race. He's so. lined up
0: one on one, man. What more right. can you ask for? So, so, so no, for sure. And, and and this year, the 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 edge rush, other than Jalen Phillips that we've talked about, it has it wasn't one of the strongest ones. So it'd be kind of hard for one of these teams, one of these players, to probably win it. But it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting one throughout the whole throughout the whole process. So before we go into would you rather, I wanted to just sprinkle in some fantasy in here. Just just to kind of go in there, n- 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 name me one rookie that you have to have going into Fantasy Football 2021. You have to have this rookie. That's generation.
2: easy, bro. I'll Come let you go first, though.
1: Come on. It's obviously Zach Wilson. Of course. You hit the nail right <laughs> on the <laughs> nah, head. man. Kyle Pitts, of course. I mean, Charlie had his own segment during the draft talking about how great this dude's going to be. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah. I agree. But he's the easy one. However, I'm going I'm well, to gonna...
0: which, which which receiver. Yanko? Yeah. Which so that's where receivers? I was going to
1: go. That's where I was going to go. You know, a receiver, if and when everything works out. And it's a big if because uh, they still haven't decided which quarterback is going to be in Philly. But I think Devontae Smith uh, has a good chance of being fantasy relevant.
0: Big PPR machine because I think he's correct. one of those guys that's going to get so many catches. He's a
1: gadget. Yes, he's a gadget. I mean,
0: you probably won't get too many touchdowns, but those those key third downs, five yard, one point five here, one point five here, two point five. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yep. swing,
1: swing, 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 swing,
2: yes. wheel.
0: Do you agree with that, Mister Mister Josh?
2: That is correct, sir. Um, they they already had a great offense. Uh, and now if they utilize pits, he's going to be a matchup nightmare. Even if, if Julio's half his, his himself, if he stays, you still have him. You have Kelvin really, you have Russell Gage. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do at running back, but Matt Ryan can sling the ball around the field. So if they hey, utilize Joshua, him right, easy.
0: I'm glad I just quick note. And I forgot to say it earlier. Quick little crazy st- If you're Green Bay and you know that Julio Jones is – they're saying he's on the market, would it be Mm far-fetched to send them a third-round pick or a second-round pick, bring Julio Jones to Green Bay?
2: Not at
1: all. Nah, and you keep Mr. Rogers happy in his little neighborhood.
0: Bro, imagine Julio and Devontae on the same team, and it wouldn't cost you too much. And I think that immediately – fixes the situation, but I'm not trying to fall. It just, I, rem- I remember right now that you mentioned that about that right. in particular. So so that's, and, and quickly, of the two running backs in the first draft, we can go into the other ones, but there's no point. I just want to talk about the first two. Etienne and, and Najee Harris. Who are mm-hmm. you going with in, in, in your team? Not where, if you could, wherever you could get them, but who would you pick over the other?
2: Uh, Najee, bro, for sure. Etienne. Um, I watched a lot of, not because I wanted to, but um, I watched, um, I mean, Alabama too. The, Alabama's constantly on TV, so was Clemson, but the times, uh, there's, a, there's a higher revolving door in Alabama running backs, and they're used and abused. The only exception to that, and it's not because I'm a homer, is Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs was hardly used, but again, because I have so many running backs in it's Alabama. A third stringer in Alabama. So they oh, use them and abuse them, and by the time they show up to the NFL, there's not a lot of threat left in those tires. Yeah. So And, and now every, every team is incorporating a two-back system. It's not like how it was before that, a true workhorse. But I, I just think well, a team, it, I think it kind he's of more is, dynamic.
0: Though. It kind of is, I, like, and I kind of agree with Yanko, though. It kind of is a one. In, in Pittsburgh, it would be all Najee Harris trained. Like, all aboard, not a GP but, then, but
2: then Pittsburgh, for whatever reason, doesn't run the ball. But
0: and they pass and, it and, to the running backs a lot. It's just it, – it,
2: it, the old-school mentality of Pittsburgh was run the ball. Run it down your throat and play very well defense. And they do play well defense. And for whatever reason, they got away from it. So, I, I, just my hunch, because of familiarity that exists, Urban Meyer yeah. knows, you know, he knows college really well. He was really close to it, obviously. He picked at TN for a reason. Some people thought it was a reach, but I think he's going to a good situation. And you forget you have James Robinson. so
0: That's what scares me. Well, that's why it scares me in Etienne. That's what scares me a little bit um, in particular. But I, that's why Chucol Boys and FFF people, you've heard it. Mr. Josh is going to Etienne, so watch out. To
1: refute and rebuttal Josh's stance, yes, historically, Running backs from Alabama do get used a lot, but we're coming off two years that Alabama has had superstar receivers that have lightened the load and the need of the running back position. They had Mac Jones, they had Tua, they had Jalen, where they would run the ball. Now, given that yes, you still run the ball in Alabama, you get those hard hit um, hits. They're the cl- they're in the conference closest to the NFL. However, Najee. Got to split carries with Devontae Smith. Najee is very athletic. I mean, one of his biggest highlights is him hurdling people. He's got some crazy hops. He's got some this. He's got some that. And I can I can play up his stats and I can play up his physique. But to what you said, Charlie, if and when that's the case and the Steelers make him his number one, I think because of the lack of running back last year, after they went 11-0, the league figured them out. And yeah. then they started to drop a little bit. Their running game was non-existent. If and when we run with the expectations that Najee is bringing in and it translates over, I think if they go uh, again in 11-0, let's put Najee in last year with who he is now, I think they continue that run maybe to 13 or 14, being that they have another dimension to their offense.
0: Yeah. No, I, I And just to add a little bit to what Yanko's saying, I agree with you 100%. To me... Uh, Pittsburgh didn't have good running backs. James Conner was not what he used to be. He was beat up and old. They didn't really have a running back. Najee Harris is a legitimate number one. So you plug in a good running back, and I think Pittsburgh starts running the ball more. It's not that they got away from the identity. I just think they didn't have the personnel to actually run the ball. Now they do. All right, guys. So this was this was a lot of uh, draft analysis. Uh, J- Janko, before we, yep.
1: Yeah. Two things. Uh, Josh, did you see the quarterback that the Colts picked up? In the sixth round, Colts. Colts, good old boy from the Longhorns. Sam Ellinger.
2: Sam Ellinger.
0: Oh, he he went there. Cool. Uh, you went there. I you know what?
2: I speaking about that. I, I mean, I don't put no. <laughs> maybe not in his playing career, but maybe more in in, in his insightfulness. Uh, the one that kind of you know gave me like positive concern is well, not positive concern, but he's gonna have a probably a good career. Kellen Mann went to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And a lot of teams or a lot of scouts, you don't, it, you're you setting him up for success because you're not going to start him right away because it's Kirk Cousins. But if you give this kid some time, he can turn a he, lot of heads. I heard he so, had
0: first-round value. In some so
2: there's course. that's a dark horse for you guys.
1: And he was productive in the SEC right along with defenses yep. like LSU and Alabama. Uh, my mm-hmm. second point I wanted to bring up is I want to give you guys a list of We've talked oh, yeah. about drafted players. What about undrafted players? All right. So undrafted player, Adam Thielen, pretty good guy. James Robinson, we already talked about him. Austin Eckler, when he's not injured, good guy. Uh, no longer in the lead, but served well. Doug Baldwin. Chris mm-hmm. Harris Jr. Hall of Famer, I think, Antonio Gates. James Harrison. Jason Peters. Young Hoku. Philip Lindsay, Michael Bennett, Wes Welker, good guy, Kurt Warner, the infamous, and if it weren't for a bad a bad call in Green Bay, might have been a Super Bowl winner, Tony Romo, Adam Vinatieri, going to go old school a little bit, Warren Moon, Robbie Anderson, oh, wow. and Rod Smith. And there's more, but that's just a list uh, that I was able Oh, there's able. Hall
0: of Famers. Hall of yeah. Famers in there.
1: So there might have been some guys that uh, you guys who are listening, your teams picked as undrafted free agents that are going to be, could be some superstars. I mean, we've talked about how some guys uh, that on this list, you know, Warren Moon, that's a guy that dominated the NFL for sure as a outrageous. quarterback. He was a, a someone to reckon with. James Harrison in his heyday with the Steelers defense Biggest play that stands out of his, to me, Super Bowl against the Cardinals. Runs it back as time expires to go to halftime and ends up being the difference. Mm-hmm. And this dude hey, isn't this is even big. He's like 5'11 or something. And he has insane. Dude, he's a
2: freaking monster, dude, man.
0: That, that was a 14-point swing if you think about it in that Super yeah. Bowl. Yep. The 14-point swing in a matter of three seconds. And uh, to me, <laughs> the guy who killed us
1: every time. Right next to Phillip and LT, Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates, I think, is one of the most underrated tight ends the league ever had. Great in fantasy. Phillip loved him. He actually came out, got convinced to not retire, to come back one more year. Uh, and he still, although was, I think, kind of like a, an ending to his career, like uh, Jason Witten, you know, mm-hmm. except that he didn't leave uh, the Chargers was still relevant. He was your, you need three yards, he's going to get you three yards. Yep. Don't, maybe 3.2 because he's going to, with his body weight, move forward a little bit. But guy, it goes to show, guys, that there's some undrafted NFL players that your team might have picked up this last weekend that it's going to make a big difference in the years to come in your division and on your squad. Absolutely. And just to add a
0: little bit on those undrafted free agents, uh, many times you'd rather be an undrafted free agent than get picked in the seventh round. Because remember, when you're an undrafted free agent, now you actually get to negotiate and go to the team that you want. So you don't end up getting into a bad situation. You don't want to get drafted in the seventh round by a team. You're a running back, and a team has six running backs. That sucks because you're probably not going to make the team. But if you're an undrafted rookie, you're a running back, and you happen to see that a team has only two or three on their roster, you get to choose where you kind of go. Obviously, if they want you, but that's something to note. Many times, these undrafted rookies have said, "Tell me it was." It was better.
1: Tell me you guys saw the kicker drafted by the, the Steelers. My is God. huge,
0: bro. <laughs> My goodness. The Seabass. He, he looks like bass, man. Dunkin' Donuts.
1: That guy, he, I mean, he is picked 254, and he's a, they describe him as a wide body punter. Okay. Yeah.
2: Wide is an understatement.
1: Wide is, is an understatement. You know, he, although. He's
0: bigger than Eddie Lacy. They put him next to him.
1: He's a big dude, man. He's a big dude. So a uh, little bit of uh, research by uh, our fans. Take the time to look up uh, Presley Harvin, seventh round draft pick out of Georgia Tech, yeah. punter. You'll be amazed. All
0: right, let's uh, let's wrap it up with one of our best segments that we all love a lot. Uh, Would you rather? So let's dig in, my friends. Who wants to go first? Who's got a? Who wants to? Wants to mention theirs.
2: I will let you go either Charlie or Yanko first.
1: A lot of my would you rather's were draft oriented. Ooh. Okay, so hear me out. uh oh, PowerPoint <laughs> presentation
2: coming out. No no no! Yep, here we go. So one or
1: screen. one or the other. Would you rather win the Super Bowl for one year? and not have, for five years, a first round and a second round pick?
0: Win the Super Bowl. Win the Super Bowl. Because for one I think, year. Yeah, but for the next five years, that's, that's, that would do it. Because I think you could still kind of remain competitive. And, I think you know, that's the
2: what the Rams have done. Yeah. except they haven't know, won. They, the haven't won.
0: they haven't won. But they would get, I think they would, if, in their heads, they thought, we're going to win it, so it's worth it. And first
2: round picks, man, although they're uh they're very they're very valuable in the NFL, uh man, the hit rate, the hit rate on a first round pick, it's it's overstated. I guess
1: yeah, that's easy. Let me rephrase it.
2: Make it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's too easy, I'll dude. Still take the same thing. I would Make still it although it'll Super be Bowl. heartbreak. It'll be heartbreak, but your team okay, was relevant.
0: I, I would I would I would if I don't guarantee a win, I'd be it did. I guess it would depend on what I got, is what I'm saying. Did I trade away my five first rounders for a stud, or did I just trade it to the chance to get to the Super Bowl?
1: You're just trading it to for a chance to get the Super Bowl outcome TBD.
0: And yeah, I, I don't ah, oh, but you're just one win away. No, I, w- I would I would still stick with Super Bowl just because I have a I have a 60 minutes to win it. So that's closer than having to go through 17 games. Plus another three, yeah, I would, I would stick with it. it I don't, I, I'm a lot more nervous about that answer because the, the the fan base would probably turn on me if I don't win. But yeah, I think. What about you, Yanko?
1: Um, I don't know, man. I think I'd rather keep my picks. It, it,
0: it's it's not a bet. It's not a bet. It's.
1: It's Mike tough. Williams,
2: right?
1: Yeah. To get Mike Williams every no, year, he every wants year. Five.
0: Five Mike Williams on offense and defense.
1: I'm actually, if I'm a GM, I am telling Mike Williams to start making some babies. So I can okay. year after year after year after year. Look, nice. guys, he was drafted number one for a reason. Maybe he didn't have a
0: successful career, but he was drafted number one for a reason. All right. I'm going to give you guys mine. Would you rather have Patrick Mahomes on the 0-16 Lions or Mitchell Tobisky on the 2019 Chiefs? One game season, one win gives you the glory. So this is head-to-head, the Patrick Mahomes-led 0-16 Lions versus the 2019 Mitchell Trubisky Chiefs.
1: And the current status that they are uh, when they finish the season? Who they were when they finished the season?
0: Yeah, when they won the Super Bowl against the 0-16, Week 17 Lions that went 0-16. And it's a one-game Super Bowl, basically. I mean, they're all one-game Super Bowls, but you know what I mean. It's one.
1: season. Yeah, yeah, it's Super a play. it's a one-off.
0: Yep, it was a, it was a COVID year, and they just played one game, winner take all.
2: I'll go Mahomes home Lions. Yeesh. Did you just say yeet <laughs> <Or> <laughs> yeesh? Yeesh.
1: Yeesh. I think I might go Mitch, bro. because of the weapons because of the weapons and because of coaching
0: i don't even remember the coach in the 016 Lions.
1: it doesn't matter they went 0-16 marinelli
0: bro
2: yeah was it rod rod marinelli
0: yeah you're right
1: um because josh said it earlier Nagy got to the playoffs with mitch i mean there's it's a small bucket, but there's
0: something in that talent bucket that Mitch carries. My my only concern with the 19 Chiefs was that their defense was pretty not like not just me; they were pretty bad. If it wasn't for Clark, that was pretty good. So I'd be a little scared. But the Lions overall were just whoo!
1: That was bad, I am, man.
0: I am gonna have to go, but it's like it's Patrick Mahomes. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Mitchell Trubisky in the 2019 Chiefs too. Just because of the weapons, I think, you know, you got Kelsey, you got Hill, you got Andy Reid. I think they could figure out a way to win in sixty minutes. So I would, I would go with the with the Chiefs.
2: Nice, but nice. It's,
0: it's a tough one. It really is a tough one.
2: So, I got a weird question for you guys. So let's see if you understand. Would you rather? Okay, and this has to do with football, but it's more like for looks or a paro.
0: Also, it's it's the jawline of, of Jimmy Garoppolo.
2: Hey, yes. yes. There Our we go. There we go. Of, uh,
1: you guys are starting to see the shift in this podcast.
2: Terrible. <laughs> would, you, would you rather uh, have the NFL licensing product of what it is now, meaning it's only one brand, Nike? Nike does everything. Or would you rather have it how it was a few years back when it was given the option to a team to have their own uh, brand sponsor? So let me put you an example. Uh, there's Adidas, there's Nike, there's Puma, there's New Balance. So similar to soccer, not, not in the U.S., Reebok. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of the teams have the option it's of getting their own brand right? Uh, that existed in the NFL before. So every team aligned themselves with whatever brand, and they would make all the uniforms or whatnot. Or would you rather everything remain in uniform? I think by the time it got to Reebok, that's when it started. Like Reebok was the official licensed partner of the NFL. And then from there, it just kind of took off from there. But would you guys uh, rather have a selection?
0: I, I it goes a little bit of both ways. I, I hate that sometimes it's it, everything is so there's even it's an, even in the word uniform. it's so everything has to be, oh, you, you can only wear the special uniforms twice a year. you know you can only do this, this and that, blah blah blah. But then I also like how uniform it is. I, I like how how you look at the NFL and there's just something about everybody that looks impactful. So if it was up to me, I would stick with the way it is right now. I think. Now, I'm sure the NFL would have,
2: like, they have their stamp, right? You just can't put just random stuff. But I think it will be left more for the the brand to kind of give it their own kick, right?
0: What would be pretty cool is if it's kind of like in soccer where every year the team rolls out their new jerseys and you're Mm -hmm. excited to get a new jersey. Mm -hmm. But I think with the way the NFL is, with their whole – I mean, at the end of the day, the the NFL is doing something right because – it's the most watched show in every American television, so they're doing something right. So it, I'm not sure if they'd want to tweak it, but mm-hmm. for the sake of merchandise, and I know I'd probably be interested in buying the new Niners jersey every year. That'd be kind of cool.
2: Thank now I have a two-part it. question to this, but I'll let go answer. So you would, you would go, you would do what, Charlie?
0: I would say let, let, let it
2: the be. Business. Just have one brand. Sponsor everything if
0: for all N- thirty-two NFL teams. It, so uh, asterisk if it's Nike. If it's not Nike, then I want it, everybody to have their whatever.
2: Okay, Yanko? Yeah,
1: cool. I would want creative chaos. Have you guys not seen the fan stuff that like uh, the inverted, colored uniforms and helmets and things yeah. made? Creative chaos cool. would be amazing, guys. The the to be able to rebrand, even if you went to some of the old school logos now would be amazing what's what has the nfl done for us lately as a fan color rush Ooh, thank you i'm overpaying for a shirt that's gonna not be relevant in a couple years where'd you get that <laughs> do at
0: you the... remember the colorblind people that couldn't
1: watch yeah. the game
2: because they could
1: did you get that jersey at Fayas paredes no dude it cost me 150 bucks yep no i want creative chaos i want to be able I like to it
0: Yanko. i want to be so, able to do all of that uh, what about what about like the nba where the nba is all by the same brand but they have all sorts of jerseys like they got the latino night and then they got like the uh, the hometown night the old school night you know they got all sorts it's still by the same brand Would that yeah, be- so they
1: you got your sit yeah you i know what you mean like different themes that they apply to their jersey i like that and that's cool but i'm not an nba fan and if you looked at my closet Everything sports apparel is either gray or black and white. And they all look the same, unless it's a throwback, because Nike decided to, and the NFL, uh, decided to do that. I mean, there's designers out there, uh, just real quick, Under Armour, Reebok, you know, the big boys and contenders. That's not to say that if you give an opportunity, like the Pumas, the Converse, the... New Balance, the starter jackets of the old school. I would love to buy a jacket like that again. Just for the pro mere lack of... Yes, Pro Line Nostalgia, marketing, and creativity.
2: But
0: what it, don't you think it's a little bit of the NFL handicapping Nike also? Like, I feel it's a little bit of that because you go outside in other sports. I mean, we I'm a soccer fan, and shout out to... What is it? I forgot, man. I should have remembered the name of her, your cousin's podcast. What is it? Oh, Tocando, tocando, por, mientras. tocando bola por Mientras. There you go. So just a little shout out. They have a really good podcast on Mexican soccer and other parts of soccer. But I like the creativity that Nike has with uniforms across the world with a lot of clubs. So isn't it a little bit of the NFL being a little bit, you know, making sure for the traditionalists that you're not tainting that? and You know, a little bit of that whole baseball aspect that you don't want to hurt the older folks. I feel the NFL kind of handicaps Nike. So I think if you let Nike go free, I think they would go they would go wild if the NFL actually ultimately went to that.
2: So that was one part. So great answers on both of you guys. Um, I would uh, love to see more creativity, and part of it maybe is the NFL handicapping Nike, but Nike, Nike's apparel is like so bland sometimes, man. It's always the same thing. It's just a swoosh. Like I know there's a logo for everything, but it's very boring. It, it, I personally think even soccer. Although I love Chelsea, when they've went to Nike, and I know it's money, it's a marketing thing, but their jerseys are so bland. To me, the best jersey out there is the one that Adidas makes in soccer. Now, this leads me to my next question: um, Would you guys be okay, or some- how? What would you guys think about sponsors? Like what the sponsors NBA does, and to put them jersey. on their jersey. And the NBA really doesn't count because NBA's low was, like tiny, bro. Like I, I am gonna like, emphatically, tiny. emphatically
0: say no. There is nothing that annoys me more than sponsors on jerseys. And your jersey. I and I and okay. again, we go back to soccer. Sometimes these jerseys are. Oh, I mean, you got freaking.
2: No, 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 no. no. But, but there has to be a uniform. There, uh, let's just for for okay, sake of but, argument, but just even one. Even
0: on even on even then, just one. Like I, I, that's what stadiums for. That's what the sidelines for. I'm, I'm even for putting it on the field. I'm, I'm for sponsorship. I'm for making more money. I, I'm all for that, but not the jersey. The jersey is sacred, bro. It's like don't touch it. That I don't know. That's me. I, I would not want yeah, ads bro. on my jersey.
1: Put it on the players. Don't put it on the on the one I'm buying as a fan, because if that if that sponsorship gives me a little bit more salary cap to get the free agent I want to make my team better. Have the players wear it. But when I buy it as a fan, I don't want that on my Jersey. That's
0: an interesting nice. take too. That's Very an interesting nice. take too. It's actually I, actually um, a little
2: bit of both worlds. I don't mind. I, I wouldn't mind sponsors in the Jersey. As long as they don't so look the,
1: like NASCAR bro. Like I don't,
2: no, 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 no. Okay. And I know the point that Charlie alludes to because unfortunately I have to go back to soccer, but sometimes these soccer jerseys, especially the MLS doesn't do this. And Mexican sometimes European League, football. Mexican oh League has like sponsors probably even in the underwear. Everywhere. Everywhere you turn, you don't even know what the logo is of, of like the Escudo, right? Of Imagine
0: you got you got like the Dallas Cowboys and then you got
2: everywhere, bro. So I think it's kind of cool that you had a sponsor because it, it kind of differentiates the jersey besides the color and the logo. But yeah. So those it are my have, questions for today. It would have to
0: be very limited. It would have to be I was very trying limited. to
2: kind of think outside the no, box. No, that's cool. Not related I like, I to draft. Like,
0: I like it. I like it. All right, guys. So we've hit the we've hit the end of the show. Obviously, we got the final part, which is the director's cut. So, Mr. Director, would you like to kind of go over before we conclude?
2: So, first of all, uh, I didn't congratulate you guys on air. Um, you guys did an awesome job in the in the special uh, podcast given on Thursday. Uh, so kudos to you guys. I know it was a long. I know there was a lot of information thrown your way, uh, so so it was awesome. The only director's cut that I have today is Charlie. You need to stop agreeing with us, with everybody. <laughs> That's a good point. I love it. I like it. To- no, uh, don't, don't against like the curve. Don't like it. Stir the pot. You know what, bro? You're a moron for saying that, bro. No, stir the pot, Charlie. That's all I'm going to say. I heard all throughout the draft, okay? And I heard it not because of my entertainment purposes, but because I'm invested in this podcast. So I wanted to listen to your guys's. Three and whatnot hours in the pot that took place on thursday if there was another brave soul that did that hey kudos to you but i listened to because i'm invested in this but dude every freaking 10 minutes i like it i like it very much <laughs> a nice so, cat, bro. what can i say director's cut that that's one thing my second like point it. there wasn't anything so kudos I like it great great stuff on thursday guys great stuff today everything was clean fight we back lost. charlie <laughs> Uh, my other point, and, and this is where uh, I'm going to get a little crazy here, okay? And and again, I would kind of in- incorporate the draft. Uh, obviously, the draft is over. We'll see how this year's draft takes us, and how many players are hit or misses. Uh, but I brought it the Kansas City Chiefs, so I'm going to take this opportunity to expand on my point. It could be wrong. It could be moronic. Uh, you know, everything points to the Kansas City Chiefs having a successful season. Why? Because they addressed. The elephant in the room on perhaps why they lost the Super Bowl, and they retooled that whole offensive line. They got a guy from retirement and long. They went to go get Orlando Brown, one of the best right tackles from the Ravens. They got Tooney from the Patriots, and they probably are going to resign Eric Fisher. So, <laughs> yes. Now, here's my point. And you know where this is going, Charlie, because I told you the same thing when you were high and mighty that your Niners were going to go back to the Super Bowl, and you guys were going to run the table again, and you were only going to get better. Two factors. One, Super Bowl hangover, and two, factors that nobody can tell, and I'm not wishing this on anybody, injuries. Injuries are real. Whether it be fatigue, whether it be perhaps because the team played longer, one of the two played longer, and they lost. But but it was a freak thing, wasn't it, Charlie? Your Niners were, were like a hospital. I don't know. I'm not allowed to agree. Hey. Everything was crazy. So that's my take on why Casey. It it might be far-fetched. It might be weird. But number one, they lost the Super Bowl. History is not kind to Super Bowl losers, let alone just making playoffs. Just making playoffs is a reach. Missing playoffs is more than a certainty or at least a 50-50. So again, that's my reasoning. Why? Kansas and Kansas City, ironically, throughout the whole year or throughout the run, they were healthy, relatively healthy, not named Sammy Watkins. Patrick Mahomes was banged up, but come on. It was just a toe. Yeah, I mean, you know, they sounded the other, but it was still Mahomes. The running back situation was just a shuffle, but the core team was alive and well. It wasn't until Super Bowl that that offensive line just had this weird thing and everybody went out, but that is my reasoning. Something's going to happen to KC. A major injury is going to happen. It's going to derail their season. I'm not saying they're not going to go away, but at least for next year, that's my hot take. Kansas City does not make playoffs.
0: And you've been pretty emphatic about it. You've said it a few times, and I'm just going to disagree with you just for the fact of Patrick Mahomes pain there. I mean, unless Patrick Mahomes gets hurt. But if Patrick Mahomes doesn't get hurt, they're making the playoffs, no matter what. I, No, we have center butts. But it's very valid. Very valid. Any final thoughts, my friend, Yanko?
1: Kansas City might be, instead of the Kansas City Chiefs, they might be the Kansas City Griefs next year. Because they're not going to, I agree with Josh, they're not going to go that. Uh, Some of the best shirts that I have are the shirts, like the one Josh has on now, are the shirts that, and I don't know where he got that one, but it looks like some of them, that are sold in Oakland's parking lots, man. Right before the game or after the game. These custom shirts, not by Nike, not by Adidas, not by Under Armour, no, by the fans. And that's what I meant about also to, I just, it came to mind while uh, Josh went on as director's Rant, the uh, cre- creative chaos. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I like Good it stuff. how Yanko
2: has to think.
0: Good stuff. All I know is, have you guys ever heard? The, did you guys ever read that book, 12 Angry Men?
2: I don't no. read, sure.
1: I don't read
0: it's books. Gonna be I going to podcasts. Two, Two angry men, two angry Raider fans wishing the Chiefs suck next year. That's all I heard. I'd rather be angry than sad because I'm not sure the Niners will go any better. Hey, <laughs> bro, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the, what's going to happen with the Niners. I'm Disagree not, with not. me. Say no, no the Niners are going to the promised land. No, I, because I, <laughs> I don't, I don't. I had a lot of confidence last year going into the season. I don't have the same confidence this year. I don't. I
2: don't. Yes, because this guy right here told you a cold, hard truth, Charlie. That no, took me you very long. And I'm not, wasn't wishing ill will on your team, but,
0: no, but Jimmy Garoppolo. Patrick Mahomes that's my reasoning why I feel it's it's nothing I'm not I don't the Chiefs beat me in the Super Bowl what more hatred can I have towards the Chiefs I have a lot of hatred towards the Chiefs I just dude it's Patrick Mahomes against unless he goes down come on but how, are we, doing well, the, how are we doing with the how we doing with the
2: background it background is not background? kind
1: anything is possible okay anything is possible I just anything? think anything anything is possible. I like it I like it anything is I possible. Like it was a great week. It was a great
0: uh, podcast. This was a this was a good show. I liked it. Enjoyed it very much. Not too many arguments, but
1: pretty good. We gotta get you to disagree, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. i Yanko's eat next week. Charlie, the conventional agreeer.
0: Go for it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to disagree, my friend. No, I will. I will. It depends. You guys have given valid points. But anyway, we're done here, guys. Hope you guys have a good week. We'll see you guys next week. We'll be back with the butterfly effect. How about we touch Des Bryant? What would have happened if it was a catch? Where would we like right it. now? Would Tony Romo be retired? You'll find out next week. This Stay has been tuned. another edition of the CYJ podcast. Laters. Mike Williams to the end. Minus to the Super Bowl.
1: I disagree.